Good morning, good afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world, whenever you are watching this at home. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number three of Ruthless Talk. Yes, sir. It is Saturday, man. It is the weekend. We have reached the weekend uh, for this first week of the podcast, man. Once again, I want to thank everybody who has tuned in. Who has joined this community, man? It means so much to us. Um, so mm-hmm. keep uh, spreading the word, man. Keep spreading the love, man. We truly, truly appreciate it, man. So, like I said, man, it is Saturday, man. We're gonna jump right into it. It is Saturday today. We are going over SmackDown from last night. So, SmackDown, uh, January 6th, 2023, in Memphis, Tennessee, last night. Today is also the first edition of our first. Uh, top five wrestlers of the week. All right. Yeah, I'm looking to see how our list uh, match up. That list will be filled by the end of this show, uh, and now, of course, will um, will be after we uh, we cover SmackDown, man. So stay tuned for that. <clears throat> We're gonna have some fun with that. Um, that'll be every every Saturday, man. We will make this list. Like I said, there's times where um, you know you know uh, wrestlers' names. This week may not be on next week, you know, um, and like I said, this can also be from any promotion, uh, New Japan, TNA, WWE, AEW, you name it, man. So it's anybody's mm-hmm. game with this list. And uh, yeah, man, we put our our personal bias aside, you know, regardless how hard that might be. But uh, we do the best we can to give you guys a very accurate, honest list. So uh, like I said, we're going to have yes, some sir. fun with it. And uh, yeah, man. But first off, man, uh, before we get to SmackDown, before we get into the list, man, um obviously uh brian a lot has happened uh in the last 24 hours hasn't there the last four yeah absolutely yeah man so uh pretty much uh i'm sure everybody has heard by now vince mcmahon the devil himself uh is officially (laughs) officially back he's back he is now the board has reinstated him and he is officially Back in WWE, he is now once again the executive chairman <clears throat> of WWE. He has also has wasted no time uh, making his presence felt. He has already removed uh, three people from the board, and he has already brought in two other people from the board. I believe their names are Michelle Wilson and George Barrios. Uh, those are his okay. people alongside, of course, Stephanie, Triple H, and uh, Nick Khan. Um, and, of course, the Sasha Banks news. Uh, her being off the WWE roster page. Uh, now she is officially a free agent. What that means, she can pretty much go wherever she wants to go to wrestle, mm-hmm. um, whether it's New Japan, uh, AEW, whatever it might be. Um, of course, you know, that may change if she does sign to a contract. And of course, we'll keep you guys updated when that does happen. Uh, but Brian, man, I'm going to allow you to take the floor because if you guys haven't heard um, on my Instagram, I did go live yesterday talking about uh, this situation in regards to Vince McMahon in regards to Sasha Banks. So if you guys haven't seen that already, go ahead and check out our Instagram. Our Instagram is ruthless underscore talk. I went live yesterday for about, about 30 ish minutes talking about this situation. Um, yeah, man. Um, so I express my thoughts and, uh, I'm going to let Brian take the floor, man. Cause Brian, I am interested to hear what you have to think about this, man. You know, your thoughts about, you know, Vince McMahon and him officially being back, him being the chairman, him removing people, him pretty much coming in like a tornado in yeah. this company already. Um, yeah, man, just, you know, your thoughts about Vince and the noise he's made uh, in the wrestling world, man. The floor is yours. 
Well, thank you for that. Um, yeah, oof. Uh, I got a lot of thoughts, a lot of different, you know, just possibilities because really nobody knows what's happening uh, right now. But real quick before I, I do get into it, um, you said he had let three people. See, I hadn't heard that he had let three people go already, hired two. Do you know who the three yes. that he let go so were? I hope I pronounced these names right. And I, I kind of, I might have botched this on my Instagram as well. So these people's names are Jeffrey Speed, Joellen Leon Dillon, and Alan Wexler. Uh, those are the people from the WWE board um, that Vince McMahon has personally uh, removed. Um, and he gotcha. has added the names of Michelle Wilson and um, George Barrios. And also there was two other people from the board that have resigned uh, because of Vince McMahon's reinstation. Okay. And those two people, I'm not even going to bother uh, trying to pronounce one of these dudes names <sighs> because it's going to make, it's going to just sound silly and I'm not going to waste time doing that. But one of the person's name is man Jin Singh. And of course there's another member alongside him that resigned uh, from okay. the board. So that just shows you, Brian, that's a that big shake they up. Do not want to work for this man. Uh, it is yeah. clear as day, oh. dude. Um, you know, we, we, it's no secret that Vince McMahon is egotistical. He will do anything he can to engage in some type of power. Um, mm -hmm. So you, you, that's just living proof right there, man. But yeah, Brian, go ahead, man. Your thoughts about this situation, man. The floor is yours. So, yes. First thought, um, I don't like it. You know, just not a fan, which it, it isn't going down the way it is, but it ultimately is and will. Um, so Vince McMahon in general. So um, obviously I, I'm a, a lifelong wrestling fan back when I started watching, you know, even though he was the, um, he was the owner then, you know, he was on commentary and he, he tried to, you know, for, for the outside world, you know, he, he was the commentator, not the owner. Um, so everything I've seen of him throughout his career, like you, you just alluded to it earlier. It's, the man is now a multi-billionaire. Um, I, I don't think there's one singular person in in the history of wrestling, you know, worldwide that has has done more to change, better or worse. Just you know, it's Vince McMahon is there alone. Uh, you know, I, I I believe, and he's he's done that. He's built it. You know, it is what it is. Um, he has done more individually for wrestling as a whole than any under, uh, other person, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, so the idea that, you know, he was forced out, which considering the circumstances, rightfully so, um, I, I don't see, given those circumstances, how, you know, he comes back in. But again, it's it's a power play. And he, he absolutely is about power and control and always has been. Um, you know, you can listen to any interview that's, you know, from a wrestler, you know, telling you really like it is. I mean, we're from scripted promos to, to, to body movements, facial expressions, all of it, you know, um, very much. And, and that goes for a lot of type of people of his ilk, you know, I mean, he's a multi-billionaire. He's had power and control most of his life. He doesn't really have to give a shit about what anybody thinks, you know? Um, but if, what that does to the state of WWE and wrestling as a whole, again, just don't like it. I, I don't like that you're, you know, 
or I guess they're not bringing him back in. He's forced his way back in now to, you know, an environment. And I'm sure obviously things have changed, but given the allegations and let's face it, I, I don't believe they're allegations. I think they're true. Um, at least for the most part. Um, so I don't think that it's healthy for any locker room or business situation to have just a situation like that hanging over everybody's head, kind of. Um, so, yeah, going forward, it seems in, imminent that so now the the ball is rolling with them trying to sell the company is, is I guess, where they're headed. So what does that do for wrestling? Um, you know, is it if it really gets to that point where the company is sold, you know, are, are these wrestling people that are, are, are going to, you know, come together and buy it? Is it just an outside media type of company that maybe doesn't understand wrestling or, you know, which I'm sure WWE will do their due diligence, hopefully um, ensuring that the product is still somewhat sustainable um, or I guess sustainable wasn't the right word, but putting out the best product and the best storylines that I guess they can come up with. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where it goes. Is Triple H, does that mean Triple H and Stephanie are out now? Maybe, or they would be hired by an outside company. To, you know, it's it's just a lot of things up in the air right now. Um, and until until it would happen to where there's a cell and somebody else takes over and now there's new creative, which is all going to take time. And I, when I say time, I'm years, you know, um, just really sink your teeth into, okay, is this a good product? Are, are they on the right track or, you know, whatever. But overall initial thought, I don't think this is good for the WWE or wrestling as a whole. Um, having him come back in and then, sell the company um but uh, then again i i how do i how put it in words i guess i would rather see the company sold than vince mcmahon just stay where he is as head of creative and go forward from there so mm-hmm. yeah man a lot of questions a lot of who knows uh it's uh, wait and see i guess uh, that, that's pretty and, much I mean, my even... thoughts on just not not a fan i don't want to see him back um, he's done done many great things, many horrible things, but I think he's well, well past his prime as far as um, connecting with an audience and and story um, driven shows. Um, well past his prime. I mean, I, I don't think anybody would argue that. I don't think in the past five, at least five years, um, you know, hasn't and, until. Until Roman, I, I believe, you know, started this run, there wasn't a whole lot going on with WWE at the time that I enjoyed. So we'll see. We'll see. It, it'll be interesting, exciting, maddening, <laughs> probably at times. But yeah, there's no doubt, maddening. Absolutely, that's, that's right. probably the right words to put it, maddening. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, Vince McMahon has even said himself in a in a promo before you know talking about him this was probably years ago probably like 1999 early 2000 saying about you know him killing his own creation i pretty um, you know am believe in the fact that he believes that <laughs> like he actually yeah. wants to kill his own creation that wouldn't um, shock me either 
Yeah, man. So, uh, but yeah, that is, that is the whole Vince situation. Like I said, if you want to hear my, um, if you want to hear my thoughts about that, uh, go over to our Instagram page, man. Um, but yeah, real quick, Brian, before we get into SmackDown, man, your take on, you know, Sasha Banks and her, um, her being removed from the roster, uh, that happened literally as we were recording our second podcast right. a few days ago, I believe it was around, around 11 to about 1230 ish and around in the afternoon where she was mm-hmm. officially taken off um that roster page man so what that means guys is that she has no longer has ties with wwe she is officially now a free agent Um, until she of course signs somewhere else you know that could uh change uh within the coming weeks but um but yeah man you know obviously you know brian there's speculation about you know does she make a debut in AEW next week does she Mm -hmm. stay in new japan does she just continue to go through these other promotions across the world? You know, who, who knows now, man, but we right. do know now for a fact that Sasha Banks is pretty much, pretty much done, Um, you know, at least for the time being with WWE, man. But Brian, your thoughts about Sasha Mercedes Fernando, what do you think is next for her? Does she go to AEW? Does she stay or does she sign with new Japan? Um, You know, your thoughts, man, the floor is yours uh, with this. Yeah, sure. So yeah, with her being removed from WWE and it just, it's since, you know, that and, and the Vince McMahon thing happened uh, virtually simultaneously. I mean, wasn't much time in between, you know, I wonder if obviously, cause I, I think, you know, people in the know would have a l- much more information than we would maybe uh you know she she knew that Vince was coming back or or had heard whatever and you know I, I don't know what her contract status was but I, I think with McMahon coming back um I, I maybe that influenced her to you know well I'm definitely not coming back to WWE now and with Vince coming back in and she hasn't been a part of WWE, maybe that was just his decision to take her off the roster page. Who knows? But as far as her going forward, um, you know, the more I think about it, if she can make it work, you know, we, we've seen a lot of, of male stars, you know, have the, you know, the stars over in new Japan or they go to other promotions and you hear, you know, um, Kenny Omega, you know, Chris Jericho, you know, have had their stints in Japan and are stars in their own right over there as well. Um, has there, there really has never been a woman in that kind of role, right? Where, where, you know, you're kind of, tr- that that is that big of a star, I guess, that is travel, you know, traveling around and not really, I mean, I guess they're assigned to New Japan, but can wrestle elsewhere. Yeah, there's never I, really I, been a woman. Yeah, I, I that, guess you can say that. Yeah, I mean, I can't name another female uh, superstar that's pretty much doing what she's doing, or at least creating the buzz around all of these other promotions the way she is. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that, you know that would be, yeah, that that would be a true statement. You know, right? So, and this is just if I was Sasha right now, you know, maybe they already have deals with AEW, or maybe not, or whoever. But if if there is no real firm deal in place anywhere, I tell you, like for if I was in her position, creating the buzz that she just has, obviously she was a, a top star on her way out. Maybe wait just a bit, you know, kind of stay in New Japan right now. Maybe do a little little things overseas or whatnot. But um, if WWE is about to get sold, maybe kind of 
kind of sit back in the cut a little bit, wait to see what happens with that, and then maybe make a decision. Um, could be in her her best interest financially or, or career, you know, who knows. But um, personally, I'd love to see her show up on AEW this week, uh, no doubt. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know where she goes from here. But I, I would say, you know, unless there is something already in place as far as contract goes, you know, with any promotion. I don't know if that it's not in her best interest to wait and see what happens with WWE here, here, you know, whether it's another six months or hopefully wouldn't be a year, but things I've been seeing online, it it said, you know, that they were trying for like a three to six month window to sell the company. So maybe you just hold out a little bit longer. I don't know. Yeah, man, it's definitely going to be, uh, Definitely going to be interesting, man. I'm going to say this one last thing because I've said this before, man. Tony Khan, you better freaking deliver this woman <laughs> because AW fans like Brian Thomas, I'm sure, are not going to be happy if they do not no. see Mercedes Monet on their television screen next week. I'm just I, saying, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, man. But hey, and I also said this too, man. If she is going to be on New Japan and I haven't, you know, obviously I don't watch New Japan you know, mm-hmm. frequently I, you know, I, I know who's on the roster. I do my research with that. But if you're telling me that Sasha Banks is going to be a full-time wrestler in new Japan, then shit, I'm going to watch new Japan a lot more now. So. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> so, sure. Hey man, like I said, man, she, uh, as a fan, you know, I, I said this to end my Instagram live, man, you know, wherever she goes, man, uh, as a fan, I will be there to support her mm-hmm. and, uh, to follow, you know, her journey. So, um, so shout out to Mercedes Fernando, man. Uh, she is a tremendous talent. Uh, you know, we wish her the best wherever she ends up doing, whether she's a free agent, or whether she signs somewhere. Uh, we know that professional wrestling is in her blood. You know, we also know that she, you know, she does a bunch of Hollywood stuff outside of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, but we know deep down that professional wrestling is in her blood and all that she ever wants to do is elevate women's wrestling, man. And, uh, For I'm sure. sure that is her, that her, her is her end goal. And uh, yeah, man, we'll we'll see, man. Like I said, if anything happens uh, with Sasha Banks and, of course, this Vince McMahon situation, we will update um, on our Facebook page and, of course, on our Instagram page. Again, our Instagram is ruthless underscore talk. Go ahead and check out my thoughts, my reaction to this whole Vince and Sasha situation, man. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. So that is it, man. So finally, man, let's get into uh, SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown, man. This was January 6th. Uh, 2023 they were live in memphis tennessee mm-hmm. memphis tennessee man just another crowd that pretty much just wanted to cheer for anything last night <laughs> <laughs> if you if you wanted to feed them the 24 7 title i'm sure they would have oh. absolutely just popped and just you know chanted <laughs> this is awesome and every other chant that's just being overboard that's maybe uh bring back uh pete rose to win the 24 7 title pete, let's right, do yeah. that <laughs> yeah that's right any chant you name they're gonna chant it yeah, uh, yeah that's pretty much what this crowd was and there's nothing wrong with that man they wanted you know just you know sure and have some fun i guess so but yeah man uh memphis tennessee smackdown um let's go into our number one man we start off with the bloodline they came in through the crowd once again throwing chairs and flipping tables sounds pretty familiar doesn't it brian uh, yep, yep. Raw. and the first thing i said was oh my god why are we doing this again mm-hmm. i literally just said why are we doing a type of hostile takeover on monday night raw and i, I, I it looked like that's what we were going into again i'm like this company can't be serious um, but Roman <laughs> Reigns music hits and he does his long 
ass entrance. I love Roman Reigns, but I swear he probably holds the record now for the longest time to get into the ring. Uh, I, I'm curious. I, I want to time like Roman and Undertaker's entrance. I was going to say Taker would be the only other person maybe. Like we would be coming back from commercial break in, in like, you know, previous episodes and Roman Reigns would just be entering the ring. Like <laughs> it's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's just, it's just something to like, you know, yeah. there's like, the, you know, and then there's the undertaker, man. Of course, Randy Orton, like he also takes forever to get in the ring too, but um, you know, nothing, not that I'm complaining about again. I'm just, I'm just no, like, it fits with the, with Roman's character right now. You know, everybody's going to wait on me, man. I love, and, I love yeah. the shtick. I love the entrance. Man. Yeah. I just like to poke fun at stuff like that. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah, man. But anyway, uh, Roman Reigns gets on the mic. He tells Memphis to acknowledge him. <laughs> you know, I love that acknowledgement stuff, man. That amplification yeah. in his voice, man. But yeah, man, uh, he gets on the microphone and says, like, you know, he's like, I'm going to give you guys what you want. I want to hear from Sami Zayn and what he has to say. So Sami Zayn gets on the microphone and he says, yeah, man, we're putting everyone on notice. 2023 is the year of the bloodline, you know, hyping up the Usos and Mm -hmm. Solo Sokoa from their wins uh, for Monday Night Raw, even though they look like chumps. uh, Right, right. The show. But again, whatever. We're just going to believe that they're they look dominant uh, Mm -hmm. from from Monday. Uh, But anyway, yeah, Roman Reigns gets back on the mic and he says, you know, I don't want to talk about this year. I want to talk about what happened last year in referring to last week. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, you know, some some people say that we lost, but I didn't lose. He lost pointing to Sami Zayn. And I'm like, dang, man, like if you're ever going to make friends, don't be friends with Roman Reigns because he will throw you under the bus in the snap of a finger. (laughs) Yep, in a heartbeat. I thought, yeah, man, pretty much, you know, had – you know, pretty much kind of like going into Roman Reigns. I mean, this is how much I just love Roman Reigns and his storytelling and in his mic skills, man. You can kind of tell like he's getting he's getting very irritated and he's kind of going a little bit crazy. Like, I didn't lose. I didn't lose this match. He lost. Like, what are you talking about me? Like, I don't lose. That's not in my DNA. I freaking mm-hmm. loved it, dude. I love mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, dude. Um, but, but but he's boring, James. He's boring. The title reign is just too long, bro. <laughs> just, just you know, it, it's time for a change, dude. Give me a break. No. Nope. Um, but anyway, Not uh, yet. he's like, but I don't care. But then he's, he, he goes along and says, you know, I don't care about that, though. And, and his tension is back towards Sami Zayn. And he says, why did you call your shot? Why did you guarantee a win and not deliver? And you're like, you know, I'm the one that does that. I'm the tribal chief that delivers. Mm-hmm you know, calls a shot and delivers. Like, do you want to be the tribal chief? Like, do you, are you trying to be me, Sami Zayn? Like, do you want to be the tribal chief? And he starts yelling at this guy. Like the amplification of his voice goes from zero, zero to a hundred real freaking quick. Okay. <laughs> and Sami Zayn looks like he is shook. Like he looks like his, his dad, just like, just like, just be, like, just berailed him for like, you know, not cleaning his room or something, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. he looked shook. He's like, he's backing up in the corner. Like, I just thought it was I, – I was enjoying this man for – I love when Roman Reigns gets gets amplified in his voice from time mm-hmm. to time. And, and mm-hmm. that's what I mean by showing sides of your character. What makes it special is like mm-hmm. you, you don't see Roman Reigns getting amplified, like at least not like the tri- this tribal chief gimmick. He's very calm. He's very cool, mm-hmm. very collected. And all of a sudden, man, like he he let this loss, this loss to John Cena – and Kevin Owens last week looked like pretty much get to him because of Sami Zayn and the loss that he took. And he took all of right. his anger and his frustrations out on this man. And before Roman Reigns can go on, man, uh, Kevin Owens comes out. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out and he's like, listen, man, you know, you're, 
your anger is pretty is pretty much misdirected here. Your anger is not towards Sami Zayn. Like, why are you yelling at Sami Zayn? Your anger is towards me, Roman. Um, and he pretty much challenges Roman Reigns to a title match at the Royal Rumble. And <laughs> Roman Reigns is funny. He's like, sure, fine. Like, I just don't want to see you anymore. I want you to just leave. And then Kevin Owens is like, fine, I'll leave. But I will see you at the Royal Rumble. And then he, his attention goes to Sami Zayn. And Sami... I'll see you when you finally dig your balls out of Roman Reigns' pocket. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Kevin Owens walks away and, and the segment ends, man. Uh, again, I, I I can go on and on, Brian, about how much I've enjoyed the bloodline and enjoyed Sami Zayn, man. I mean, their story is just by the mm-hmm. by the week has just been been told so brilliantly. And it's no doubt the the bright spot, maybe one of the only bright spots um, in this company right now, man. Um but just Roman Reigns and his and his storytelling, just from his from his facial expressions, even from Sami mm-hmm. Zayn, man, Sami Zayn too, man. His, I mean, obviously he's he's over with the crowd now because of this honorary yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kevin Owens, uh, Kevin. I mean, we all know how great Kevin Owens is, man. I w- usually would prefer Kevin Owens as that dastardly heel, but he does pull off a babyface character well. I do admit that, and and uh, yeah. he is definitely doing his part. Um, here is the problem I have with this, and there was a breaking news uh, little story that it, the match between Roman and Owens was official. This was for the this is going to be for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble is Kevin Owens versus or Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. We saw this match pretty much last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there, so it's pretty obvious that Roman is going to come out on top. I don't see them just having Roman have this historic title reign and just giving it to Kevin Owens. If he didn't win it the first time, I highly doubt he's going to win it the second time. Um, so right. there's so many times we've already seen Roman versus Kevin Owens um, in the, in the past, but mm-hmm. you know what? I mean, the fact that this segment has been told beautifully for the, for the most part, um, you know, I don't want to say I'm going to give it a mulligan or a pass, but it, it is still kind of a blunder to me that we're once again seeing this match like not even a year ago. Um, but right. but anyway, uh, like I said, but in regards to the segment, man, this segment was done tremendously well, continues to add interest and fatigue with the fans of where this is going to go. You know, when is this turn on Sami Zayn going to happen, man? Uh, right. Stuff, man. Brian, your thoughts. Uh, so for this, uh, you know, full disclosure, I, I came in a little bit late, so I did miss the opening of the show. Um, and no doubt, uh, you know, and we'll get into it here, it, probably the high, well, for me, it would have been the highlight of the show, no doubt. I mean, that's that's what's driving SmackDown or WWE really at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love what you said about, uh, you know, Reigns' um, inflections and his voice and his, you know, that that is what makes the, you know, those little things that you might not even think of, or, you know, that's what makes the character and the story work so well is those little things, those little looks, or again, raising your tone or your voice. Um, and, and he's been a master at it, man. So yeah, again, I didn't see this live, um, but no doubt everybody did great work. Again, I, I am in agreement with you that they, there's no way Reigns is losing at the Rumble to Owens, you know, at this point. It, it, at this point in in Reigns' title run, it, that the only way he's losing is at Mania. 
period like that's that's it there's not going to be you know and even if that would mean that he retains this mania and it'll be next year at mania which i don't think that would be but that is the wrestlemania main event hands down um so yeah you know it's going to set up another fight between them um again yeah we've seen this match before I, i don't have a lot to lot to say other than that other than i'm sure with all of them involved, Reigns, Owens, Sammy, you know, if, if the Usos and Solo get involved, just excellent work all around by everybody. Um, it's it's going to be entertaining as hell, the match and the promos for the next few weeks. So I look forward to it, at, you know, all of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's that's my, uh, what, what does Heyman say? It's it's not a prediction, it's a spoiler. Spoiler, yeah. Um, yeah, Reigns retains at the Rumble. I mean, that's... That's what's happening. Yeah, so. no doubt, man. Uh, so yeah, decent first segment, man. Um, like I said, and, and we always yeah. and we knew this for weeks, man. SmackDown has always been the superior show over Monday Night Raw, uh, with Roman Reigns being involved in the show and the bloodline. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, man, definitely, um, definitely the segment is intriguing. Like I said, the match itself, I feel different about. You know, I'm not saying I'm that excited about the match itself, but this segment and the story with Sammy, uh, definitely something to look forward to, man. Right. Um, let's move on, man. First match of the night. This was Kofi Kingston versus Santos Escobar. Um, why are the New Day NXT Tag Champions? I don't know. Why are they on SmackDown holding these titles? I don't know. This company doesn't know what the hell they're doing, man. Um, it's just so weird. Kofi references a lot of previous Royal Rumble moments, uh, like him being thrown over the top rope and like he would try to keep his hands or his feet from touching the floor oh, yeah. at the beginning it, of this match. You know, that's pretty much what the meaning of this match pretty much was. Um, Legato gets involved with the distraction and then this, this ends up Escobar hitting a phantom driver on Kofi to pick up the W man. Um, listen, a decent match. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to harp too much about this man. I mean, this, this is what, what it, it is, what it was, man. I like Santos Escobar. I do like Legado del Fantasma. It's a shame that they really just don't feel special, especially after since they've made their debut. There's just nothing special to feel about them. The New Day is the New Day. I don't know why they're still a thing. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that they're holding NXT Championship, but Triple H wants to to tell it it's a development. It's the developmental roster, and and but yet the New Day is just holding tag titles. Right. Right. Um, yeah, the only thing honestly I found intriguing <clears throat> was the fact that Selena Vega was by ringside because Selena Vega is hot. <laughs> that, <laughs> this woman is a smoke show. So anytime Selena Vega pops up on my TV screen, I'm going to be pretty entertained. So, I mean, <laughs> good Lord, man, is this woman beautiful. Um, but yeah, man, listen, I, this match itself, man, I, I, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go too overboard with it. This, you know, it's good to see Escobar win the match um you know tag champions losing and they're not even a part of the main roster again just just a bunch of crap man it's so weird man uh brian your thoughts with this so yeah i came in like i said i had missed the opening so i probably came in about halfway through this match um and kind of the same things along your lines um you know it, it was it was fine it was entertaining i wasn't you know thrilled about it um escobar uh at Admittedly, I don't know much about him. I'm just, you know, kind of starting to see him now. So I don't have a whole lot to say about that. Um, I will say I agree with you again. Like, I don't, the NXT thing with the New Day, well, it doesn't, no matter who it is, like, I don't, 
I don't like the idea of any of the superstar like you. So you're having a, a run and a and a storyline over in in NXT, but then you're also up on the main roster. Just pick one and they don't know. You what know, develop doing. that story it's a, it's or a cluster. It's a cluster F, bro. Right. They, they don't know what they're doing. They wanna they wanna keep the new day relevant because they sell merchandise. Right. They put smiles on kids' faces. It's the new day. Yeah. Right. That's, that's right. why, you know, and, I, and I'm and i a fan of Kofi uh, and Xavier. You know, I do like both of them, but I, I think the new day, especially with, you know, I, I haven't heard anything about uh, Big E's condition, I, you know, so I don't know. I miss Big E so oh, much. Oh, me too. Oh, me too, man. God. Imagine if he was here, you know, with the with the, the reins run, because I, I think you know, if, if you had if you had written this, uh, I I don't know. I'd have to go back a year, year and a half ago, um, and maybe Reigns's title run doesn't get this long. I think it would have been Big E. You know, if they were, yeah, yeah, I, I would have been down with it. You know, Cody, yeah. Big E. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I guess if you want to throw the Rock in there, I don't know why the Rock would would be the one to take the title. I would, I want to see Roman versus Rock. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, Big E. And Cody, to me, before Biggie's injury, those were the two people. Yeah, as right, of right, right now, man, I I've said this for months too. People who fo- who follow us on on our uh, on our social media, Cody Rhodes needs to be the one. It's not that he, you know, it's well, he has to be actually at this point. It's not that he needs to be; he has to be. He is the guy. He is going to come in with such a huge pop and with such momentum. Oh, He's most yeah. likely. There's a good chance he could win the Rumble. And, mm-hmm. you know, if he does return there, I'm sure like he's already above schedule because I'm sure he's going to do everything that he can. To oh, no doubt. And, yeah. In time yeah. for the Royal Rumble. Um, So you you could see a, re- a surprise return there. If he does return, he has to win the Rumble and, and face Roman and Mania and win the title. I mean, it's literally sitting in their lap. There's mm-hmm. nobody else right now that is honestly worthy of taking that title for Roman. You know, it's not right. Kevin Owens. It's not Drew McIntyre. It's not Sheamus. It's Cody. Right. That is the guy. Not Rollins. Um, I don't know if you said Rollins, but yeah. Seth Rollins, not even Seth Rollins. I'm not going to throw Seth Rollins in there. I, I did listen. I liked the match between them at the Royal Rumble um, last year. Um, two years ago, of course, was the match with Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Seth, well, obviously with the injury now to Seth, he has a serious, I believe he has a, I think another knee. I think he re-injured his knee from when I heard. Uh, there was a video when Raw went off the air. He's uh, just throwing up the X, like like I'm hurt, bro. Like I, I need I need medical assistance. So yeah, I, I was hoping I, that I wasn't going to happen, but yeah, yeah, I, I haven't heard anything else about Rollins's condition. But um, even if uh, outside of that, I, I still wouldn't have have Rollins be the one. No, no, we don't know what Seth Rollins is. He plays. He's supposedly a baby face, but yet he. Um, he does all these heel tactics and it just confuses yeah. the hell out of people. Um, I thought best Roll- the last time I saw the- Seth Rollins at his best was when he was with Cody Rhodes in that yeah, oh, yeah. whole feud. Mm-hmm. Um, he had all the momentum in the world signing uh, Cody Rhodes off of television and they just turn him into this weird in-between type character. And it's just, it's just, odd. yeah. Anyway, well, man, just let's move. To, last thoughts on the on the new day. Unless yeah. they know something that obviously the general public doesn't know, as far as maybe the only reason I would see still continuing the new day 
as if maybe Big E is returning soon and maybe try to catch some of the momentum with him coming back. I, yeah. I don't like it. I don't know how likely that is, but I mean, right. you know, I mean, it's, it's a thought. Yeah. Yeah. So other than that, let's just, you know, let's have them go their separate ways, man, as single competitors. That's my thought. It's just, yeah. But WWE's not going to do that because it's all about the money. money. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Sure. Yep. All right, man. So we go into back. How many uh, boxes of bootios are flying off the shelves? <laughs> some pancakes. Throw some freaking pancakes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right, man. Backstage, uh, we go uh, once again. Sami Zayn uh, in that storyline. Uh, back to that whole um, angle there. So Sami Zayn is uh, backstage, knocking on the Bloodline locker room door. Uh, Paul Heyman opens the door. And, uh, you know, he's saying to Heyman, um, you know, I need to talk to Roman, you know, listen, I'm not trying to be him. I just need to talk to him to clarify stuff. And Heyman's like, now is not the time, man. Um, I think mm-hmm. the Usos and Solo came in um, as they were talking, kind of giving Sammy a little bit of sigh, which is definitely, definitely like, you know, gives you a little bit of feels, man, for Sammy Zayn, man. You know, obviously, yeah. like, he's so over with the crowd and I'm telling you, man, that that turn is going to be like. It's going to be something, dude. I, I'm just yeah. I'm waiting for it. Like, I'm patient. So do you think it happens? And maybe we'll get into it here. But so, I mean, next week, you know, it'll be uh, KO yeah, and, and, and Sammy. Sammy. I mean, there's no way Owens, now that he has this world title match, he's just going to lose. I don't right. Like, well, I guess I guess Sammy Zayn can't afford to lose, I guess, depending how the match goes. A DQ maybe over, or something. Yeah. Because he is over with the crowd. And, mm-hmm. you know, they there is some there is a direction for him in the storyline. So um, I, I won't I won't mind the loss to Sami Zayn um, I, as long as he's just not taking L after L after L like he yeah. did in the past. But but anyway, so let's move do on. you. Oh, just ahead. one quick question. Do you yeah. think this? Uh, so so again, we got three more weeks until the Rumble. Yep. Sammy is fighting KO next week. Do you think this turn or something happens here between now and either by or on the Rumble, or do you think this plays out till Mania? That's a very good question. I. It depends on what they want to do. If if their goal is to, if their goal is to is to put Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn back together. Mm-hmm. then I would think you would have to do it at Mania because with the Usos and holding the tag titles, I would True. rather them take those titles off of them at Mania. You have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn be a tag. Listen, and, and listen, I know I'm, uh, I've am i bashed, you know, single stars being thrown at one another, and we've seen Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn matches all the time. I already know mm-hmm. pretty much what the match is going to be like anyway, so right. I'm really not... I'm not going to say like, you know, I'm not going to come on here and be like, oh, it's a banger right now. I'm not, I'm not going to do that because I've seen this. Ma- I've seen them go at it about 10,000 times. Yeah, yeah, but, for sure. But in regards to them together. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is going to be interesting. That's a very good question, Brian. Um, personally, for me, I would say. I would say maybe after the Rumble. Because if they are going to be a team, because it looks like that that's where it's heading. Right. right? The alignment right. with Kevin Owens and Sam, because mm-hmm. Kevin Owens is not winning the world title, guys. I mean, let, no. let's just be honest. So if the if the plan is to take the titles off of the Usos at Mania, which to be honest, it should, uh-huh. uh, or at least beyond whatever they want to do, but they need to be walking into Mania as champions. Um, then yeah, then I, I would maybe make the turn maybe after Rumble and then you just kick it into high gear from there. Um, gotcha. Since, you know, you have Owens. Um, so, and I think that that's probably what they will do. 
Um, but who knows, man? Who who knows? Yeah. I, I'm just, just as as... Of right now. I can only call what I see, and so far, what I've seen from the storyline has been has been tremendous, man. Yeah. So. And as you said that, I even thought, so yeah, going into that kind of does make a little bit more sense. So I, if you go into Mania and Roman and the Usos lose all the gold, right? That That's that's a story in itself right there. And I'm, and I'm going to move on after I say this, because I do want to get this show rolling here. The other thing you can do is let's say they do attack Sami Zayn and you write them off television and maybe you have oh, yeah. a return at the Rumble. Maybe yeah, yeah. in two to three weeks. But that turn has to happen next week, though. Uh, yeah. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, we're getting closer and closer to the Rumble. If you're going to write Sami Zayn off TV and do that, like, I wouldn't mind that. And yeah. then maybe get the ball rolling after the Rumble with, with Kevin. Um, then, yeah, you can go that route as well. But that has to happen next week if yeah. that's the plan. Um, if not, if you're if they're going to wait to do the turn after the Rumble, then I'm fine with that as well. Um, uh, they've yeah. With this storyline, they've given me the benefit of the doubt that they – for sure. Uh, but they're telling the story perfectly and um yeah, and just keeping people's interest. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. So Sammy, so Paul Heyman is, yep, now is not the time. You know, Sammy Zane, he's trying to talk to Roman Reigns, and uh <laughs> Heyman's like, you know, keep it this way. I, I, I still, still love like you. you. <laughs> it's like, I, I still you. love you. Um, and yes, you know, Sammy Zane, man, is just kind of like stressed out, man. You know, he's yeah. pretty much the the bloodline is pretty much kind of giving him the cold shoulder a bit again. Um, so but yeah, man, and then we go into Liv Morgan. Um, Liv Morgan talking the women's women's Royal Rumble match, creating chaos. Her rather entering at number one than than just entering at number thirty. She's like, if I did it my way, I would just be in number one and beat the crap out of people. Um, I like Liv Morgan. Um, it's it's just a shame that um, to me there's really no direction for her. Um, mm -hmm. Ever since she's lost that title, uh, they put her in with Tegan Knox, and now she. You know, th we talk about this tag division, right? You know, you put her in with Tegan Knox, and all of a sudden Tegan Knox is not even on the show. It's just Liv Morgan by herself cutting a promo. This this company doesn't know what they're doing, bro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on again from the. Oh, let's Brian, you you have your thoughts. Do you have I mean, thoughts? Not much. I, I mean, yeah, just with the whole Liv Morgan work and angle. Like, listen, like I really, I really, really want to root for her. Yeah, but I just. Like, you know, even the comment, well, I'll just enter number one and beat, you know, go through 30 people. <laughs> Are you going to buy that from Lib Morgan? No. no. Like, so, Probably yeah, I just don't bucks, know. Man. I mean, she's been on the cusp a couple of times and then just, you know, yeah. I don't I don't know what it is, but I, I just can't really get that heavily in, invested in live. And that's but yeah. Well, and that's the thing, man. It's not it's not her. It's just. Yeah, it's, it's the booking, you know, because mm -hmm. Liv Morgan has talent. If if you've watched, yeah. I think Liv Morgan this this for 2022 has had the best year of her career, starting from her first match with Becky Lynch. I sure. believe it was at a pay per view called Day One. Um, ever since then, man, she she has elevated her game. She you know she won the Money in the Bank contract. She's had actually had a decent year, and it looks like to yeah. me that momentum is just not carrying forward, man. It's just disappointing. Right. I like Liv Morgan. Shout out to Liv Morgan, by the way. So sure thing. All right, man, let's move on. Uh, LA Knight is backstage with Caleb Braxton. Let me talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's right. he feels damn good. Yeah, that's right. He says he feels damn good, but not because he's in Memphis. That That's obviously not the reason why. <laughs> I, I freaking love LA Knight. Well, we're we're going to get to LA Knight when this segment's done, but um, you know, pretty, yeah, just cutting This was again, a 30 second promo, you know, yeah. they didn't go too heavy or really hardly anything with this Bray Wyatt LA night storyline, just a 30 
second bat stay segment, you know, saying, you know, when the lights go down, Bray Wyatt's lights go out. And that is, and that's just a fact of life. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the segment Dude, I, so that, that is my favorite part of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of my, fa- it's, it's yeah, a throwback to me somewhat that, um, of, um, you know, go before ahead. I get to your thoughts, uh, Brian, um, sorry, I'm stepping all over you. My bad, man. No, no, no. You're good, man. You're good. You're good, man. Like I said, we're both excited. We both love LA night, dude. We yeah. Yeah. Love, you know, we want to, you know, <laughs> we, like I said, we, when we talk pro wrestling, bro, we just want to just keep going on and on. Right. But anyway, LA night, man. Um, you know, obviously with NXT, um, I, I was, you know, there was some interest with LA night. I can tell that there was something there, but mm-hmm. I definitely feel like that this, this feud with, with Bray, now that he's back as LA night, that whole, max uh what was it dupree crap like it was just oh my god um and it would not now that vince mcmahon is back you're you kind of just hope for the worst but anyway back to la night um yeah man i i i really think that this is la night's coming out party with this whole feud man uh he has just been has been you know it takes two to tango you know Mm -hmm. to make a to make a a a storyline work man we all know how brilliant bray wyatt is we mentioned that before um, but LA Knight dude has has really um really showcased himself in in, in this in this uh, he, he sure has line. really and I feel like 2023 if they continue to invest in him and if they actually have something for him um mm-hmm. you know then 2023 could be a good year for for LA Knight dude um I I definitely ex- I definitely think he can have a really breakout year um with this character but I like Going back to Vince McMahon, I don't want to go back there, man. But it's just like you know, he turned him into that Max Dupree, whatever that character was, and uh, you mm-hmm. know. So, but again, but besides that, that's a whole different story. Um, I, I truly like L.A. Knight, man. He has done just tremendous job, and he has just elevated his game. And I think this is definitely his coming out party with this whole. Yeah. Thing. Your thoughts, Brian? Yeah, uh, love his work since he's been since he's you know started this uh, rivalry rivalry with uh, Wyatt. Um, yeah, honestly, you know before he came up to the main roster, didn't know much about him. You know, I knew he was NXT, didn't really follow him. And initially, to be honest, like when you know Wyatt came in, and you know after all this anticipation, you know, and you're his first feud out of the gate is with LA Knight. I was like, what the fuck? I don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> um, but man, has LA Knight like far exceeded what I thought it was going to be? Like, really, he's put on, I mean, obviously we're talking mostly like promo work here, but yeah. Um, he can go in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He can. He can. Yeah. That. I've seen matches in NXT, man. He can go. Right. I think he'll, you know, um, so I'm pleasantly surprised with him, man. I, I like everything he's doing. I like the, I, I love this whole angle. Yeah. And yeah, just his, his kind of uh, two little catchphrases, the let me talk to you. And yeah. <laughs> so the, yeah, it reminds me so much of um, back when Stone Cold was doing the what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Kind of in that same vein. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I'm those loving it. Vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, definitely big things for LA Knight for sure. Like I said, if they have a plan for him, great. Then, you know, you let him rock. You know, as long as you have mm-hmm. something for this dude, this dude, I think, has proven that he he can deliver. So, um, and he, well, he at least deserves the benefit of the doubt. So, yeah. Let's move on, yep. man. We go into um, our second match. Well, actually, first off, Charlotte Flair shows up to the, to the arena in a white convertible. 
I, oh, I missed the entrance. Barbie, I got a whole bunch of Barbie vibes, bro. They're already turning this girl into a freaking Barbie, bro. She's uh, baby face. They already got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Showing in a, in a, in a, in a convertible, bro. The only thing that she's missing is Ken. That, that's the only yeah. thing that she's missing. <laughs> anyway, we go into our second match, uh, mixed tag match. This was Karrion Cross and Scarlet versus Mad Cat Moss and Emma. Um, I didn't mind this, uh, this mixed tag match, man. Um, obviously, no. uh, with Scarlet, um, wrestling you know i like it I, I like the fact that she's involved in wrestling you know i don't need her mm-hmm. to put on a actually like a classic like a really good match because her aura and her character with cross i think is enough for me to gain interest in her with carrying cross mm-hmm. um yeah man and then uh so the first few matches or the few first few minutes i should say in this match with scarlet and emma and a pretty much in a cat fight and all i can think was hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah so they were going at it they were going at it at the outside as well um there was one point in the match carrying cross um pulls emma off um off of scarlet going in for a cover uh emma ends up slapping the taste out of cross's mouth and then matt cap tags in before anything else happens and then Mm -hmm. you know moss and cross go at it like i said i said before uh emma and scarlet are going at it on the outside um and then cross wins with the cross jacket um and then pass uh, moss passes out for the w after the match cross and scarlet they place a luchador mask over madcap moss as he's passed out sending a message to ray mysterio um and that is the that is the segment and so yeah um Obviously, Karrion Cross needs to win this match. Uh, listen, I like Madcap. It's a shame that he had to lose in this type of situation. He's already lost a cross, I want to say, three to four times in the last four mm-hmm. weeks. But you you can't have Karrion Cross lose this, dude. That uh, This was obviously an, an easy decision to go to go by. Um, but, yeah, the whole Scarlet thing, I think she did enough where, you know, to keep the match interesting. You know, obviously, she's not great. Like I said, she, we, we all know Scarlet is – is who she is you sure know, her presence in her aura like i said earlier is enough to you know her character being interesting with carrie and cross you mm-hmm. know she doesn't need to go out there you know if you want to put her in segments like this like in mixed tag matches where she does a couple move sets i'm totally fine with it man i think she's done enough uh for me to, to say positive lights about it um but yeah man um with carrie and cross now he kind of pretty much turns his attention to ray um and yeah, I mean, I'm 50-50 with where they're going with Cross because obviously yeah. Rey Mysterio, his real feud is obviously with Dominic um, mm-hmm. in this whole situation. Um, yeah. And of course, you have Karrion and Cross now involved with Rey. So I'm 50-50 with this. Um, you know, I'm not saying that I'm actually really excited, like beyond excited to see Rey Mysterio and Karrion Cross, but there is a little bit of interest there to see where it goes. Like I said, Karrion Cross is good. I know Karrion Cross gets a really, really bad rap for some reason. People think he's also boring and, you know, he only has a short amount of movesets. You know, you know, we want to see flips and dives and Canadian destroyers. Like, and, like you know, you know how wrestling fans are. Yeah. But yeah, man, that's that's pretty much, man. Uh, like I said, this match was uh, nothing too high or nothing too low. Um, like I said, I'm glad Cross got the W as he should. It sucks. You know, I like Madcap. I like Emma. You know, it sucks that they had to take a loss here. You know, her, their booking has been just been awful, mm-hmm. unfortunately, but. And but in this situation, man, you you obviously have to have Cross go over and take the W, man. So, uh, Brian, your thoughts with that before? We yeah, agreed with with everything there. Um, 
I, I didn't don't have many much thoughts about the match itself. I, you know, I thought it was good. It was fine. And, you know, yeah. um, but so the entrance for Karrion Cross, I, I think this is one of the maybe top three entrances probably in all of wrestling for me. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it, it get you know, it brings you in, it gets you hooked. Um, yeah, I, I've just been kind of, again, disappointed with the booking with Cross when it, when he came back. Um, I know he had the thing with Drew, but I I also want to say like initial maybe even it was his that that first um that initial first return didn't he have like a little stare down with Roman? That's I thought yeah, Roman was, was it was like some type of like yeah like Roman was involved because of Drew McIntyre's feud with Roman at the time. Um, okay, well yeah, so I, anyway I not, not that, that I direction is with Roman but yeah yeah not, not that I uh, thought they throw cross you know rape you know I, I didn't think that but I thought maybe it was going somewhere I, I just to this point um, past his his return I haven't been that excited with any direction necessarily. Um, I guess it looks like here, you know, they're probably going to have a rumble match, you know, uh, Mysterio and Cross. And yeah, Cross has got to get the win there. Um, and then, so that I think up until that point, um, I, I don't have too many thoughts on Cross because I just don't know where he's going until we see something after the rumble. But I, I hope he, I, I want to see more of him. I want him to see, I want to see him in a, you know, in a good storyline, um, doesn't have to be for the heavyweight title, but maybe in a in a title, you know, picture somewhere somehow. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I hope for better things. Um, I it just I don't feel it's delivered so much so far. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, man, we move on. Uh, this was Drew McIntyre and uh, Sheamus. They cut a promo slash segment at a local bar in Memphis. Um, I do like the fact when this company does go outside of the ring from time to time, um, going to a local bar and involving Seamus and Drew, you can believe it. So, uh, yeah, much, yeah, you know, I, you know how that is with that with those two. But uh, yeah, man, they're pretty much hyping their tag title match later. Pretty much, you know, they're recapping the matches they had in the past, and they're pretty much like smacking the shit out of one another. Like, there were some the stiff shots, man. Like, remember when we had that fight months ago? Remember that fella? And then, like, Drew McIntyre was slaps like, I do remember that. I can't believe we're still alive. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, it was just the, the one-up is, you know, that. I got to hit you harder. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know? I believe that Drew and Sheamus would have that type of interaction. So I didn't mind that, man. Um, not, not great, but I but I I did like it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it, that's kind of like a decent way to kind of hype up a, a tag match for later in the night. But um, mm -hmm. as, in regards to the tag match itself, We'll get to that. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So pretty much saying, uh, so Drew McIntyre, they, they do their shtick calling out the Usos, you know, imagine what we can do the Usos after what we've done to each other. And this leads to a banger after banger, after banger, after banger uh, uh, in, the, <laughs> in the bar in Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> I, my so media, I, I immediately thought that, of you I'm when not, they I'm said it. Waste, I'm not going to waste my breath. People know how I feel about that. So, <laughs> right. And then of course there is the, the new name that Michael Cole dropped is the banger bros. I I, I missed that, that name drop there. I, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear that. So yeah. 
Was that a or are they just I guess for this time being is that what they're going it's with? Like a nickname for like their team. I don't know, man. Okay, it's just like I hear the name and I'm just like, what the shit, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. Anyway, man. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll get into more Drew McIntyre and Sheamus um as we go on as we have their tag match uh for the main event later the night. Our number two starts, and it's Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, the queen. It's the ring. Uh, cutting a promo in the center of the ring. And you know what? I'm actually going to, this is, this might sound shocking guys, but I'm actually going to actually speak positively about Charlotte because she actually cut a decent promo in the ring. She actually did not sound robotic as she does in her usual promos. You know, she's talking about, you know, her passion, her consistency or dedication to pro mm -hmm. wrestling. A thank you. Charlotte chant echoed through Memphis because uh, uh, she took the title from Rhonda. You know, because she mentioned Rhonda's name and then the crowd chanted, thank you, Charlotte. Again, this weird, this weird hate for Rhonda. I understand she's not, she botches and, you know, the title had to be taken off of her. But like the fact that we're thanking Charlotte, like putting the title on Charlotte makes this company any better. It's or that it made it worse that Rhonda had Rhonda had it. Yeah. I mentioned that before my Instagram page before I harped on that. And if you want to mm -hmm. see that, go watch it. Um, So, yeah. But um, yeah, man, she's like, uh, she goes on to say, I would take any obstacle in my way because I've done it 14 times, mentioning her 14 title reign. Sonia Deville hits the ring. Um, Sonia Deville, I actually like Sonia Deville. Um, I think her, the one, the, when I started really seeing a different side of Sonia Deville, where I think that she can deliver storylines and actually get a little bit over, was the whole Otis Mandy Rose feud. Yeah, um, that really uh, that really delivered, man. And Sonia was a part of it. And then she became that uh, that business, that general manager type of character. I yeah. thought that was her best work that she's ever done. Um, she's she was at one point one of the bright spots of the company. But but anyway, um, yeah, she's like, you beat a half dead Ronda Rousey. Like, congratulations. Um, and this kind of leads into a uh, an impromptu women's um a SmackDown Women's Championship match, an impromptu match. Mm -hmm. you know, Charlotte Flair accepts, and that is the third match of the night. Um, not, I believe this match wasn't even that long. Like I think, like three to four minutes. Um, it, it actually, because I actually did time that one because I was surprised. It, it was actually six and a half minutes. It went a little oh, like, six like wow. Like, I, you know, I, I was thinking three yeah. to four minutes. Uh, yeah, a little bit longer. Yep, it was. I do give Sonia Deville credit. She was there was times sequences in this match where she did get physical with Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, but but of course at the end of the day, Charlotte Flair uh delivers with the spear and then the figure eight um for the W as Sonia Deville taps out. This pretty much was just to continue to hype up Charlotte Flair and her new title reign, pretty much. Of course, it you know, it had to be at the expense of Sonia Deville. Right. But um yeah, I mean, you knew with this that this match was happening, this impromptu match happening, you knew where this was going. Sonia Deville wasn't going to last more than six to seven minutes. Um, mm -hmm. Charlotte Flair was going to make quick work uh, because she's the queen and she's just the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, but listen, but listen, look, I said positive light about Charlotte. She cut a decent promo. I actually truly believe that. I think she, the believability in her voice, you know, her. Her mannerisms of when she spoke, I thought I thought it was one of her her best promos, at least what I've heard for a while. Me talking about Charlotte in a positive way, wow! <laughs> <laughs> like James, like what's going on here? Like 
I tell you, man, like, you know, I, I, you know, trust me, there's a lot of things I say about Charlotte flair, but it, it things, you know, and I've said it before, Charlotte flair has talent, you know, it's mm-hmm. just that her booking, it's just her booking is weird. Making this company trying to make her like, she's the greatest wrestler in the world. I'm not buying it, but when yeah. she does do things that are good and that the booking of, or her promo, whether it's a promo or a match, if it's good, I will call it good. And this promo that she did that she cut was good. And of course the match was what it was. We knew this was going to be a Charlotte flair type of coming out party for her title reign. So uh, Brian, the floor is yours, man. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, not much to add there. I'm, I'm actually going to talk a little bit more just, I mean, you had, well, actually I do have one comment with, so there was a number, I felt like two or three, maybe even four chants, you know, throughout like the promo um, before they got yeah, wrestling. And chant. I couldn't understand. There was a chant. It, 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 the chant was whoop that trick. And why it's a song it's a it's a song uh, okay a song. you ever heard the song whoop that trick no, I, I, i'm it. an old head man so maybe it's uh, yeah <laughs> people, not, not familiar they probably know what what i'm talking about i got you um, i like got you old, yes i was lost rap song um not sure like what the the purpose of i guess i, I don't the purpose of it in this gotcha was, I, like i said man memphis just they were, you know, they were feeding into to anything that WWE threw them yesterday. You know, any yeah. type of chant that they wanted to chant, you name it, they chanted. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much what it was. So, yeah. Yeah. And and just out of real quickly, you know, we touched on it uh, in our Raw um, podcast. Not a fan of, of bringing Flair back and immediately beating Rousey for the title. A full disclosure. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure I, I'd get flack. Um for me, I know she's not the greatest wrestler, and I personally I haven't been happy with you know the the uh, match with Shotzi and or uh, or uh, Raquel was it Raquel last week um, for yes. Rousey? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, it was it was it was Ronda and Raquel, and then the whole yeah. Match. yeah. So I overall I kind of thought both of those last matches for for Ronda were kind of garbage and. And I noticed a lot lately. She's um, you're kind of talking to her opponent or insulting her opponent, like in the ring. And maybe she's been doing it for a little bit longer. Uh, but I, I've just, you know, I don't know. I, I thought that kind of took away from her matches. Anyway, back to my point. Huge fan of Ronda Rousey. I I understand that maybe some the title needed to be on somebody else. I'm not. So that's not my beef. Um. But just the way it was done and Charlotte Flair again, uh, I, I'm going to ride or die with Ronda Rousey. And I know she's she's not a, a true, true wrestler from you know MMA and there's botches and mistakes. I get it. You're, you're right. You know, I, I can't deny that. But um, yeah, th- those are just my my quick thoughts on, on that. The, the match with DeVille, uh, it was good. You know, it, and actually I was surprised with DeVille a little bit more in the promo and in the match as far as, you know, so I, she was the bright spot to me in there. DeVille was in, in that little segment and match. So, yeah, no, so, Sonia DeVille did her thing. And like I said, yeah. Sonia DeVille has proven that she, um, you know, she has, she has something, you know, mm-hmm. she has, she has some talent. I think, you know, when she first started, you know, we kind of questioned Sonia DeVille's ability to, to get to win people over. Well, I think she's right. she's done it, I think, in the previous years. So yeah. But yeah, no, Sonia Deville, she did in there what she was told. She did the best to her ability. And I think she did well, man. It's it's yeah. unfortunate that she, For has sure. to, she has to be uh 
you know, quote unquote fed to Charlotte Flair just to pump up her 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 now new title reign. But yeah, that's what it is, man. But anyway, let's let's move this get this show uh rolling, man, here. Uh so fourth match, this was Ricochet versus Top Dollar. Royal Rumble qualifying match. Uh, okay. A Royal <laughs> Rumble qual so 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 here's the thing. So it's like why like I am so baffled. Why are we having a Royal Rumble qualifying match? You're telling me that there's going to be 30 other participants that need to participate in a qualifying match? I highly doubt that. And see, and um, that's where it really, really doesn't make sense. Yeah, so it's like, uh, well, what are the other 20 participants doing? They just got to give Vince like an Olive Garden <laughs> gift card or something? Like, <laughs> right, oh, yeah, right. you add it to the match. But these other 10 participants, no, you actually have to win a match to earn your way. Yeah, yeah, the other t- yeah. yeah. You other 20 people, yeah, just give me some... Uh, I like Olive Garden, like I said before. I, I like Olive Garden. Just give me like a a, a, tw- a fifty dollar gift card to Olive Garden, and you guys are in. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, it's just it makes it's so baffling. Nothing makes sense. Like I said before, man, this company doesn't know what they're doing, or they don't care. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, we move on. Uh, Ricochet wins this match with the Shooting Star Press. I pretty much clocked this match at literally like two minutes or two yep. minutes. Yep. Uh, top dollar just looking like an absolute schmuck. Um, and then, of course, uh, top dollar and hit row attack Ricochet after the match. Um, and now they are pretty much officially heels. Braun Strowman, I think, was out there. He came out for a save. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. Look, it, the first thing, and I'm not going to harp on this too much either because I want to get into the main event at some point. Um, I, I just, you know. I, I love how WWE like does the angle where they lose a match, but yet they beat up the opponent after the match to still make them look tough, right? But like, dude, you right. lost the match. Like, you still look like a schmuck to me. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the whole heel turn. Like, how long has it been, Brian, since he, since Hit Row has been back? I want to say it's been at least about two to three months. Am I correct? In that, in uh, I was, I'd say two, but yeah, possibly longer. Yeah. So two months it, in, and they're already heels. This mm-hmm. isn't a prime example of WWE, again, not knowing what to do with Hit Row. Right. Uh, we see it also with Charlotte Flair because Charlotte Flair for years has struggled to get over. So what do they do? They've changed heel, face, heel, face, flipped face, face and heel turns for seven plus years. And we're already right. seeing that with Hit Row. We've even seen it times with the big show. How many times have the, has the big show always turn heel and face about 500,000 times <laughs> yeah. uh, already two months in hit row is already heels. Uh, I'm not, this, this really did not do anything for me. I like hit row. I want to like hit row. WWE is not giving me anything to like or have interest in hit row. Unfortunately, ricochet is ricochet. I've spoke about ricochet before and Braun Strowman. It's just, you know, him going for the save. It's just, yeah nothing to add brian go ahead yeah um so this is kind of my my first not this match but just in the last two months here my my uh introduction to hit row as a group and individual so i the jury's still out for me i haven't i haven't made a determination one way or the other about um and 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 the the woman uh it's bfab right is that her name that is her name yep so yeah i'm i'm reserving uh you know, my, my critiques on them for a little bit longer. Um, I, I just don't know much about them. Um, but in this match with Ricochet again, a two-minute match, I don't know right now. And 
I don't want to say it because I I don't want it to sound like I'm shitting on wrestlers, but I have really never been interested in Ricochet at all. No, no. Um, I'm right there with you, bro. <laughs> talented, athletic as hell. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, I can you know put it for, for what I guess maybe he's expected to do. He can put on an, an entertaining show and things like that. But just I've never he's one of the people that like, you know, when he comes on, it's a match, you know, okay. I got five minutes to do something, you know, just not really interested. Um, so I don't, you know, I guess, you know, it looks like maybe this will be set up for the rumble too. It'll be Strowman and Ricochet maybe against hit row. I, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah not a, not a whole lot of enthusiasm there's, about there's it. No direction. There's no care. There's no yeah. There's no, you know, there's no development in anything with them. Yep. But let's move on, man. There's really nothing else, really much to talk about it anyway. Uh, before we get into the final segment in the main event, uh, Lacey Evans, there was a video package of her, uh, like a training uh, vignette of her in the ring, mm-hmm. um, delivering a Cobra clutch finisher. Yeah, I'm sure that sounds familiar to you. Oh, for it? sure, for yeah. sure, um, yeah. <laughs> Lacey Evans, where do I where do I start with Lacey Evans, man? Uh, again, another example of uh, have something that's has Vince McMahon written all over it. Uh, yep, Lacey Evans, dude. This is again this whole once again changing her gimmick just shows you that she cannot get over with the fans. Mm-hmm. But yet Vince McMahon and this company is going to do everything in their power to to make us like this woman and just constantly get fed to whatever they get continuously give us with her mm-hmm. i mean this is probably the ten thousandth uh, uh gimmick change how many gimmick had. changes has she had already yeah <laughs> i mean I'm, obviously i'm slightly exaggerating oh yeah for sure um, but i want to say it's been a handful three to five maybe say three to four times man and yet yeah. she can't get over but yet let's just keep trying man you know, you know yeah it's, just, it's whatever it's i'm not gonna hard and see here's the thing with a her video i'll talk more about Lacey evans but it it was what it was, man. Yeah. But yeah, man, let's get into um let's get into this final um segment and this main event. Um so I'm gonna go through all of this in full and then Brian, I'll send it off to you, man. So all right. So backstage segment, uh Roman, uh Roman Reigns is asking Heyman to call Sami Zayn. Ooh boy. Uh so after into the principal's Sami office. Zayn enters the enters the locker room, sits down, um, ordered by Roman Reigns. I love Roman Reigns, he's just like sit down. Like in his voice, like, again, mm-hmm. I love freaking Roman, bro. And I love the fact that they keep going back to this story. I, I spoke about this in the past. Give us a storyline and ha- and let it develop throughout the rest of the show. To keep right. Well, here's a crazy concept, guys. Interested. How's that? That's a crazy concept. So I like that. I like the fact that they keep going back to Sami Zayn and back to Roman and that whole that whole incident. Uh, what happened on the, on the uh, opening night of the show? So I do like that, mm-hmm. man. Um, so yeah, Sami Zayn is like, listen, he he jump, he kind of don't want to say interrupts Roman before, but before Roman Reigns says anything, he's like, listen, I'm not trying to be you. He's like, listen, I apologize for <laughs> any type of vibe or anything that I was trying to be you. And Roman Reigns is like, I don't accept your apology. And he's like, I hold myself to a high standard, and I have to control my anger. You know, nobody deserves to get yelled at like that, not in front of the whole world. So, yes, Sammy, I don't accept your apology because I should be the one apologizing to you. 
and he apologizes to Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, listen, we're going to fix this Kevin Owens problem. Um, you know, and this obviously sets up the match next week. Uh, people haven't already heard. This is once again, uh, we're going to see Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn next week on SmackDown. And Sami Zayn, to close it out, says, I will take care of him for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, man. Again, just another it's just such a well done segment, man. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about Roman and about Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Um, just the believability about Roman, because we talked about Roman and his character. It's usually calm, cool, and collected. Mm-hmm. And he knows that Ro- that you know. And, and he said it in his pro in his promo here. He's like, "Listen, you know, Kevin Owens was right. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at I'm mad at Kevin. I'm mad at Kevin, man. And we're gonna fix this Kevin Owens problem. You know, he knows that Sami Zayn is as of right now in is an ally he is he is you know part of this bloodline faction and he knows that you know he needs him in order to you know control that power that he has and and i and i like that and he knows that listen you know i i I hold myself to a high standard he and he explained it so beautifully i hold myself to a high standard i need to i need to do my part as the tribal chief as the head of the table right so yeah, man, I, I liked it, man. And of course, as we get into the main event, um, they uh, Roman Reigns is like, whoa, 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 like let's watch this, let's watch this match together, man. So they sit backstage to watch this match as solo, and the Usos go out uh, mm-hmm. for their match for the late of the night, which was the main event. This was the Usos versus Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. The fact that Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are going after tag titles just shows you how irrelevant this tag division really is. Um, uh, I did not have a match time for this, but, um, Roman, like I said before, Roman Heyman and Zayn are watching backstage and I think they were eating popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were. <laughs> Usos hit the one D on Sheamus overall, very physical match. I will give it that this was actually a decent main event. Um, you know, whether I was excited going into this is a different story. I just was not, but I will give mm-hmm. kudos. This match was good for being a good tag match. Um, but yes, Usos hit the one D on Sheamus. McIntyre breaks up the count. Solo uh, Solo Sokoa does get involved and hits McIntyre with the Samoan spike. This pretty much takes McIntyre out of the match, obviously, while the ref is not looking. Brawling Brutes come out to the aid. Um, I think they end up brawling in the crowd or something like that or outside the ring. Um, and this this ends up the Usos winning via a roll-up with Jay Uso with the assist. He's he's by the outside, and he's, and he's using his momentum with his feet to keep uh, – to keep Jay Uso, or excuse me, keep Jimmy Uso, um, um, onto that roll up. So a little bit of like momentum shift there. They've they've had that same finish in the past. If you've seen it before, yeah, know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the Usos stand tall. Um, wow, tag champs winning matches on a weekly show. Wow, what a crazy concept. <laughs> yeah, we never see that either. Um, but yeah, the Usos stand tall. And yeah, we go off the air, man. That was Friday night uh, SmackDown, man. So look, I like the Usos. Obviously, I, I, I actually I really like the Usos. I really truly like uh, their whole. I've always liked them, especially as when they were done with that whole face paint type of stuff years ago, and they started yeah. coming with the whole. They started wearing the baseball caps and the new music, and I've really started to dig the Usos since then. Um, but yeah, man, the Usos, it's just so good to see champions winning for once. Um, just really awesome. 
Um, I would have liked a cliffhanger to end things, but whatever. I guess I'm I guess I'm asking for too much, guys. Uh, way too much, way too much. Too much. <laughs> um, but anyway, um SmackDown goes off the air with the Usos standing tall, uh defending their titles, man. Brian, uh your thoughts with the backstage segment in this main event, man. Four is yours, and then we'll get into our top five list. Right on. Um, yeah, so starting with the backstage segment, um, loved it again as well. And I, I can't stress enough, much like you in the same vein, that continuation of the story throughout the show mm-hmm. is just so vitally important to 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 wrestlers, to the storyline, to the business itself, you know. Um, and I, I think everybody... Again, I, yeah, I've mentioned it, and, and we'll continue to mention it because they they really all everybody involved, Heyman, Sammy, the Usos, Solo, KO, they're they're delivering all the time. Um, so you know, I, I thought it was a definitely a shocker uh, when because um, I, I thought when when Roman said no, Sammy, you know, I, I don't, you know, I accept your apology. I thought. You know, just for a split second, that okay, well, here we go. Like this is this is it. And then you know, of course, he he backtracks and is you know, well, it was my fault. I need to do whatever. Which the way I feel this story is going to play out, just a hundred percent manipulation on Reigns's part. Which again, perfect for the character. You know, um, so I loved all that. The match itself, again, I'm. Yeah, Sheamus and and McIntyre as a tag team, not invested. And we all know that it's not... Th- these two guys are not going to win the tag titles and then we go on to have some tag title run, you know? It, it's just not happening. So, um, again, the Brutes and Solo get involved. Expected, you know, that's kind of how all these interactions with this, this group... Uh, here has always devolved into um overall i think i had a it was about a 12 minute match again roll up that sounds uh right. yeah. heel you know a heel roll up with the outside interference so good match well done um yeah i mean that's about it uh i'm glad the usos retained again because i don't i guess we just just got to get to the rumble uh, hopefully to to end the kind of McIntyre Sheamus going after him, you know? So I, I guess we can expect that for the next two weeks and, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, man. So uh, in regards to this show, and then we're going to get into this list here. Um, listen, outside of this, of this storyline, nothing really much to really hang on or, or really get invested with outside of this Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns bloodline situation. Yeah. So- you know, SmackDown is 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 SmackDown. You know, obviously the bloodline and and like I said, I mentioned before, Roman and and Sammy um, has been a tremendous job. And you would hope, obviously, not a whole lot of stuff going on this week with LA Knight and Bray. Mm-hmm. Bray wasn't even on the show. As a Bray Wyatt fan, I'm kind of a little let down. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. SmackDown was what it was. You know, we continue this road to Royal Rumble. Um. You know, next week, Owens and Zayn, you know, does that turn happen? Uh, do they wait until after the Rumble to happen? So it remains to be seen, man. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so anyway, guys, that was SmackDown. Uh, appreciate you guys listening in. And now, guys, we are officially going to get into our top five wrestlers of the week. All right. So once again, guys, so with this wrestler, so we are going at it with this list a week 
to week basis. All right. So again, we're not just going to come on here guys and just list all of our favorite superstars. All right. That's not how this is going to go. Okay. Um, you know, we, we dissect this week by week of who we think is delivering right now in professional wrestling week by week. Again, like said, one superstar can be on one week. Another superstar can be on an after, and this is for any type of promotion, mainly mm-hmm. New Japan, TNA, uh, WWE, and AEW. Um, right. But yeah, man, this this will be for every Saturday of of uh, of this show after we go over SmackDown. And today is the first edition, man. So Brian, I'm gonna let you go first. The floor is yours. Take it away. All right. Are we going one by one, or the I'm whole? Let you go through, man. Go through your five, and I will go through mine. All right. Well, uh, I'm writing mine down, so it might take a minute, and I'm going to put this up here. Hopefully, you guys can see it. Um, I'm cheating a little bit because I got a tie for five. I'm going to put Mercedes Monet and Montez Ford because I just couldn't. I don't know. Um, Mercedes, obviously, for reasons we've already talked about, it's just very intriguing to have her back in the business again. And and this might actually be maybe was her – it might not even been technically this week because wasn't her debut Saturday or Sunday? A- anyway, uh, Mercedes. Yeah, I th- in New Japan, uh, it was on. Uh, oh, oh, when her debut was in New Japan. Yeah, I believe it was on a Sunday. Well, okay, I- then it would technically be this week. So yeah, again for for reasons we've was, already I don't discussed. Think it was Saturday, I think it was Sunday. It was either Sunday or Monday or one one of those two days. I want to say it was gotcha. like late at night too, while everyone was sleeping, of course. But- uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, again, uh, we've laid out all the reasons why we're excited about her return. Um, and so for me, it's just the intrigue of where she's going and what she's going to be doing. But I think she's put herself back on the map and very excited to see where she goes from here. Um, and my second one, Montez Ford. So we didn't have, you know, he, they had a six man tag on raw with uh, KO, um, in which that match, you know, he kind of got distracted a little bit because of what had happened previously with uh, Bel Air and Bliss. I'm just ready to see. I, I think it's it's time for Montez to to go out singles and and see what he's got. Um, and so I, I don't know if that I don't see it going this direction. But you know, given his kind of he wasn't in the match because he was concerned with Bianca and what had happened. You know, if the thing with Bliss and Bianca continues, does Montez Ford then kind of start playing a part in that? You know, maybe I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm just a really I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Montez and and ready to see him. Uh, you know, out there as singles and and see what he can really do. So that's why I got him number five. Uh, my next one is gonna be Mox John Moxley. Um, John Moxley uh, on AEW again he didn't have a match just the promo uh, which uh, I think he cut an amazing promo him and Hangman um, you know setting up their their upcoming match Um, you know if you've been following you know Mox's work you know and what's been going on in the last six months to a year with him and now the the Blackpool Combat Club which I don't even know if it is a thing anymore at this point. I guess kind of loosely it is. Um, but neither here nor there. Just I, I thought they he delivered excellently in the promo. So that's why I get, got him number four. Uh, number three for me would be the guy 
everybody loves to hate mjf Ah, okay uh in his promo as well again he did not have a match um just a promo with danielson um but he does what he does um very entertaining it gets me in- excited and like i really want to see this match now you know a 60 man iron man match with him and danielson um so yeah that, that's why i got him number three and my number two then would be that upcoming opponent brian danielson uh he did have a match although it was a, a brief uh match with uh tony nice um high impact you know typical match you can expect from danielson and then when he got you know on the promo with mjf actually showed me a little bit you know a little bit more of his comedic side coming out which we've seen before namely back in wwe um but i like seeing that from him again those two going at it on the mic uh both of them did brilliantly in building this match um so you could, for me, the only reason I put Danielson above MJF for this week is because he had the match and, you know, performed well. It was a typical Danielson match. But I think uh, he carried his weight in that promo just as much as as MJF did. And I also like the little added caveats of the comedy he, he came through with, too. So that's why I'm there. My number one. So I think... He's coming into his own. I don't think there's any denying it at this point when he is on the mic or in the ring. He is absolute oh, Ricky wow. Starks. Okay. Starks. Ricky Starks is my number one guy for, for this week. Um, granted, we're going back here a, a couple weeks or a week or two, which maybe uh, uh, try, uh, it's hard not to lump that in. But just given where he's where he's been, like I said I, in our previous podcast, I've been watching this guy for a year, and I've I've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and I feel this he's finally here. Um, and so his match with Jericho again, I, I thought was was excellent. He picks up the win there. There's just everything I like a, a, about this guy. His his entrance, I love his entrance, his promo skills, his in ring work. I love everything about absolute Ricky Starks right now. So very excited to see where, where he is and where he's going to go. So for, for this week, absolute Ricky Starks is my number one professional wrestler. All right, man. Now what you got, what you got. Now it is my (laughs) turn, man. So before I get into my list, I do have some honorable mentions that I do want to go over. Um, so some honorable mentions that because I did think about this long and hard um, with this list, but uh, one honorable mention I do have is John Moxley. Um, he was an honorable mention, but unfortunately he did not make the cut. Mm-hmm. I would have put John Moxley in here. I understand that the promo was good and all that stuff. And again, I talked about this from the Dynamite review. I just don't understand the whole baby face, baby face type of of uh, of um, booking storyline. But booking, yeah, man. it just right, right. Make sense. And Fair enough. Yeah. Like, um, and that's why um, definitely, definitely did well in, in the segment, no doubt. And like I said, I praise John Moxley in his, in his professionalism, getting that segment on track with that whole def- technical difficulties thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that. He he definitely, he almost got in there, but he just edged out. Then I have the acclaimed. The acclaimed are so over. Um, but unfortunately, I think these these other five individuals are are definitely 
I think are just above them. Um, but definitely the acclaim was thought about. Uh, Kevin Owens, obviously. L.A. Knight, but unfortunately he was only in a 30-second segment, so I, I really can't put him right. in there. Brian Danielson was thought about. I did thought about Danielson. And um, and I did think about Will Offspray from from New Japan. Ah, um, yeah. He did have a really good um he did have a really good um promo that he cut in a press conference up to that match against Kenny Omega. Okay, I, I hadn't seen that. At, I would have put him at number five until this woman overshadowed it. <laughs> That is the one and only Mercedes Monet. Uh-huh. Is at number five, man. Um, I understand people are gonna rip me because the segment was botched and there was <laughs> right. no crowd reaction. While at the meantime, she created she has been creating the most buzz in the professional wrestling world. So there's mm -hmm. no reason why I can't have Mercedes Monet. Um, up on this list, man, um, especially with the intrigue of what she's going to do next. I hope you guys can see this, by the way. Yep. I, well, yeah, I can see it. So, here. yep. Um, but yeah, Mercedes Monet is at number five. Um, just the statement that she made at New Japan, man. Uh, just really, really tremendous stuff, man. And then at number, number four, number four. Drum roll. I have Alexa Bliss. Okay. Yeah. I have Alexa Bliss, man, at number four. Um, reasons being, man, is just the whole situation with the angle of Bray Wyatt. I really like and am intrigued with her character change. I know there's going to be people that are going to bash Alexa Bliss because they want the goddess while the goddess has not worked for like five plus years. Um, it just hasn't. And yeah. For some reason, people just want it back. It's so weird. Her work has always been best with Bray Wyatt. And the fact For that sure. they're introducing back to this, um, I, I have to put her up there, man. She has she has done a tremendous job. Her work has always been best with Bray Wyatt. And uh, yeah, man, she is up on this list, man. And by the way, Ricky Starks was an honorable mention as well. I def I really wanted to put Ricky Starks in there, man. I, <laughs> I really, I, I really been enjoying his his baby face run, man. But mm -hmm. it was just the way that they align they're aligning himself with action and dready if this was if this was the week when he cut a promo against mjf ricky starks would be on here yeah, no doubt yeah about it um but unfortunately man just alexa bliss and just the buzz that she's creating with this new this new angle with bray wyatt and uncle howdy i have to put her in this list man and yeah man and then at number number three number three is none other than MJF. So I'm in the same boat as you, Brian. I have MJF at number three, dude. I mean, his promo, um, the promo that he cut in the segment with Danielson, just absolutely just gold. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, I mean, his interaction with Taz from commentary, just completely just bashing the Seattle crowd, just MJF being MJF, man. Um, you know, if, if, if from time to time you see MJF, on this list in coming weeks well you may have a you know you know there's a reason why <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i mean it, it's just he has just been delivering ever since um just for 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 years now man he has just delivered everything that he has been given 
um, and just hitting home runs and grand slams, dude. Um, For so, sure. Yeah, and of course, you know, there's obviously, you know, just just buzz within his promo. Um, obviously, the buzz with the Iron Man match and how that's going to look. So, yeah, man, I mean, I, I think it would be a crime if if MJF was not on this list. So, <laughs> but anyway, man, that is my number three. And then at number, number two. Number two, I have Sami Zayn. Yep. I have Sami Zayn, dude. Sami Zayn is clearly over with this crowd. Yeah. He's part of the best, pretty much probably the best uh, storyline going on right now in professional wrestling, mm-hmm. which is with the bloodline. Um, yeah, no, Sami Zayn and just how, again, just how over he is. The fact that he is in this, in this very well-known storyline with Roman Reigns and the bloodline. Um, Kevin Owens does deserve his props as well, even though he was out of this list. It's just Kevin Owens. Like I said, I want to, I give him his flowers, right? Because I know people are going to be like, well, if you're going to put Sami Zayn in there, why is Kevin Owens not in there? Right. It's just that again, it's just the lead up. It's just him fighting Roman again, mm-hmm. this baby face again. We've already have seen it and there's yeah. nothing, you know what I mean? And that's why I had to just put Kevin Owens out of there. I agree. Kevin Owens has done his part to build a story, but the main focal point of this story, though, guys, is Sami Zayn. And yeah. it would be an another crime if Sami Zayn is just not on this list either, man. So, And then number one, number one on this list, drum roll. Is none other than the tribal chief himself. Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Guys, say what you want about Roman. Say what you want about his character. Say what you want if you're bored to tears or <laughs> you don't think he's a good wrestler or all this other shit that people want to constantly give this dude. This dude is legit the best thing in professional wrestling, period. Um, yeah, and and this storyline and the and without Roman Reigns and I understand Sami Zayn I said earlier is the focal point of it, but I don't think it would be what this storyline is without the leader of the bloodline, the tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, dude. Sure, he is the best thing about professional wrestling. He is the best thing going on in the company. He is arguably the top star in not just in WWE but in professional wrestling, dude. Um, and I'll be and just a little. Uh, just a quick heads up, man. It's going to be hard for someone to take that top spot from Roman because Roman keeps doing what he's doing, man. You're going to see Roman Reigns on this list a lot uh, because, because, man, he just continues to deliver. I mentioned this entire, these entire segments with him, even in this show, uh-huh. just like how he just went crazy and then he realized his mistakes it's just his storytelling guys has been phenomenal right shout out to aj styles that's no pun intended (laughs) um but yeah man um just i'm just so it's just so cool to see roman and his story after what his his character was a few years ago and how everybody Mm -hmm. was just sick of him and now he has this new gimmick he has he is now the tribal chief and now this dude is the best thing 
in the company right now, uh, period. Yeah. And I think it would also be a shame too, if I also did not involve him, uh, in this list, man. So yeah, man, just to give you guys a closer look that right there is my top five wrestlers of this week, man. And like I said, man, this list may not be the same as next week, but as this week is concerned, that is the list, man. So like I said, Brian, I am with you with MJF. I'm with you with Mer- with Mercedes. Uh, but when it comes to Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, and Alexa Bliss, man, it's just the buzz that they're creating with their with the story and their characters and just how, how over they kind of are with the crowd. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned with Starks before, um, it would just be a shame if I just left them off, man. Um, you know, like yeah, I said, if... with my honorable mentions, um, <clears throat> it was really tough. There was times where I wanted to put Starks in there. I wanted to put Mox in there. I wanted to put Will Offspray in there. Um, but this is where I thought was best, man. Mercedes Monet definitely earned it because of the buzz that she created. Mm-hmm. Literally putting her foot down and creating noise throughout the whole wrestling world, man. So, yeah, man. Yeah, that that's, is, a, that's a that impressive list. Five here. Brian, go ahead and show your list again, man. So if people... Uh... Uh, well, my, it kind of got uh, messed up here a little let's, bit, but let's, anyway. Let's uh, side by side here, man. That is our top five. Number list. five is for both of us is Mercedes Monet. And then yep. I also have. That's uh, pretty much the difference, man. So Yeah. Yeah, and man. For all of those guys. our top five, man. That was, that was fun, man. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that, man. Let me know. Let us know. Um, if you guys enjoy these these top five lists, man, uh, we enjoy doing them and we're going to continue to do them, man, uh, every single Saturday, man. Like I said, no matter what promotion you are on, uh, you are it is free game for you to be on this list. So that Absolutely. is our show for today, guys. Um, I want to thank everybody watching um, whenever you guys are watching this, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, check in on episode number four. Uh, we are back once again on Tuesday. Tuesday, once again, we will be going over Monday Night Raw. Also, a disclaimer as well, uh, with pay-per-views, man, we will be up on here um, for Mondays. Mondays when there is a pay-per-view, or Saturday too, because there or Sunday, excuse me, I should say, when there is a pay-per-view. Uh, I know sometimes there's been pay-per-views on, on Saturdays. So uh, if that is the case, obviously, of course, depending on our schedule, that always will change, um, and we will keep you guys updated. But for the most part, uh, pay-per-views, uh, will also be covered since the Royal Rumble is coming up. Uh, will be on either um, Sunday or Monday. Um, so that is the time frame there. And of course, but for this week, um, tune in for our next episode, episode four, um, when we cover Monday Night Raw once again, man. Uh, going into the Royal Rumble, man, and going into the road to WrestleMania, man. Um, and of yep, course, getting close. And of course, everything else going in forward, man. Brian. Thank you once again, man. Um, and like I said before, man, it is it is a pleasure, um, you know, doing these episodes with you. Um, so glad to have you as a part of this uh, community, man, as in a part of this show. And thank you to everybody who has listened, man. We have survived a week. <laughs> we One week. One week in the books, man. Uh, so thank you guys once again for tuning in. My name is James Porcelli. Brian Thomas. And we are signing off saying salute. And peace out, everybody. Peace out. Take care.